This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, today is an important day. Every day, of course, is important for those concerned with Putin's war in Ukraine, which he invaded 446 days ago. And at the weekend and today, Vladimir Zelensky, president of Ukraine, has been in Europe. He was in France in Germany and today in London at Chequers, which is very symbolic because it was where Winston Churchill used to rest during the Second World War. It's a symbolic and very important place in the United Kingdom. What President Zelensky was looking for really was fighter jets, F-16s. He didn't get them, but he got assurances of more money and assurances also that the British would train the pilots required for these F-16 jets. That, of course, would give Ukraine air power. And the jets, these F-16s, are American planes, and the Americans are very reluctant for Ukraine to have them in case they're used across the Russian border. To discuss the latest developments, not just in the diplomatic field, but also in Russia. Now it's a pleasure to welcome Dmitry Alovsky. Dmitry is chief editor of the YouTube channel Kordakovsky.live. Before the war, he was deputy editor-in-chief for TV Rain in Moscow. He moved to Lithuania when the war began and independent media outlets, including TV Rain, were closed down across Russia. Dmitry, thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. It appears now that everyone is waiting for Ukraine's spring offensive. This is the next major move against Russia and against the Russian forces. And the idea seems to be that Vladimir Putin will try and delay this war as long as possible and hope that Europe in particular, and the Americans, will get fed up with it and will stop supporting Ukraine at a certain stage. What's your take on it 
from Lithuania where you are now and how important is it for Putin to delay Ukraine and to wait for the free world to get tired of it? Uh, well, thank you for having me and yes, hello. Um, from my perspective, it's uh, it's crucial for Vladimir Putin to delay the war and um, not to make any... Um, any movements, any decisions for this at, at this stage, uh, because um, the thing is that um, Russian war in Ukraine is not very successful. Um, he didn't conquer anything at all, like since uh, uh, last late spring or early or early summer, and um, I think his uh, strategy, well, if he has one at least is that uh, he has to wait and uh, he has to watch things going on. Um, there are people around him uh, who are definitely war hawks. Uh, they want to war start um, on, on the new stage. Uh, they want uh, uh, Russian missiles to uh, fire Bankova Street uh, where Zelensky's office is. Uh, but um, we know that um, it's very hard for Russians these days. And uh, the city of Bakhmut is still the main stage. Yes. It's still the main um, town in uh, Ukraine uh, where battles are going on. Has Bakhmut become symbolic rather than military strategy important? We, I guess, we have to wait to assess the importance of this episode, because uh, only time and uh, history will give us the right significance of uh, this place and of this battle. Uh, because we don't know the exact figures right now. We don't know the exact amount of um, Russian soldiers who are sent there. I mean, both the regular Russian military service and uh, PMC Wagner which is pretty important. But for now, we see that um, every single day, uh, Prigozhin, who is the head of uh, PMC Wagner, uh, is uh, reporting about um, meters of uh, Bakhmut city that they are conquering. And uh, this is not an exaggeration. Yes. I mean, <laughs> definitely, like, Every day, he's saying, now we have got 50 square meters of uh, Bakhmut city. Now we have 100 meters. But the thing is that the situation there is that, like, PMC uh, is trying to conquer it. And uh, there is also, also Russian regular army, uh, which is uh, holding the flanks, holding the, the sides of this uh, operation. And uh, Prigozhin is uh, very much concerned about the um, impact, the influence of the uh, Russian army, because he's always saying that they are too weak, they are cowards, they don't do enough, and uh, we are the heroes. We are doing all the job. And uh, that guys, that, that they, they actually are supposed to support us, but they basically do nothing to help us. Yeah, Prigozhin uh, has been overtly critical, it seems, of Putin. Very much. Extremely. And I wonder how significant his criticism directly of Putin is. 
he's very dependent on Putin. That's why he actually um, cannot criticize him directly. But um, last week, there was uh, a statement of Prigozhin, uh, who was saying that, um, I'm afraid I cannot quote it, but uh, he was saying that uh, uh, the granddad, grandfather, yes. um, is a fool and uh, he's doing nothing. Uh, so basically, grandfather is a pretty common name uh, for Vladimir Putin in yes. Russia. And, uh, but, but some say that it might be addressed to Russian uh, uh, military, uh, Russian defense minister Shoigu, or somebody from, from, from his uh, crew. Uh, and Prigozhin himself didn't say that it was about Putin. But, uh, uh, but definitely he depends on Putin because he's part of his crew and uh, he's uh, some sort of a dark horse, like a joker from, from Putin, yes. because uh, he's not a part of Putin's team. And nobody knows actually how to, how to treat him, how to speak with him. Because this is the guy from criminal Russian world of the 90s. Yes. This is definitely a guy that uh, Hollywood has been depicting in, uh, in the movies about uh, Soviet Russia or early 90s in Russia. Yes. And uh, it's uh, quite tricky to deal with this guy. Let me ask you, I saw earlier today a man called Christopher Steele. He's a former MI6 officer, which is the British Intelligence Services. MI6, and he said if the war goes badly, he said a couple of interesting things. If the war goes badly, that Putin will fall from within. He also said that the Chinese, Xi Jinping, has told Putin under no circumstances should Russia use nuclear weapons, even tactical nuclear weapons. And that support China is offering is conditional on Putin's behavior. The other two people I'd like to ask you about are the Defense Minister Shogu, Sergei Shogu, and also the General Chief of Staff, Gerasimov. These people are in Putin's inner circle, but we believe, we've been told, that there are only four or five people in his inner circle. Fair enough. And uh, I actually think that uh, Shoigu and Gerasimov are not in his uh, inner circle. Right. We know, definitely we know that uh, there is a, um, Mr. Patrushev, uh, who is the head of Security Council and uh, who is uh, uh, notoriously famous about uh, his Western phobic um, moods yes. and thoughts. And, uh, well, frankly speaking, that, that guy is totally crazy. He's quite am amazingly nuts. And uh, there is also a guy whose name is Kowalchuk, which is an oligarch, very close to Putin. And uh, he runs uh, many energetical businesses in Russia. And um, he actually is a, also head of uh, Russian Scientist Union. Uh, also in Russian. And uh, we, we definitely know that these two guys are very important in uh, Putin's circle. I'm almost sure that uh, Shoigu, um, he 
uh, he's underdog. He's underdog definitely yes. because um, he failed a lot. And uh, all actually, um, all the losses of Russian army, uh, the reason for them is uh, Shoigu. Uh, we don't see Putin uh, taking him off from the military operation. Uh, because that will definitely show to people that something is actually wrong. Yes. And uh, there is a saying in uh, Russian language um, that might sound kind of bizarre for you and your uh, listeners, but it sounds like uh, you don't change uh, horses in an important moment. Yes. So the important moment actually <laughs> um, lasts for almost, yeah, a year and, and a half. In English, it's... You don't change horses in midstream. Precisely. Halfway across the river. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, yeah, almost. Uh, so uh, that will, uh, uh, this decision to take Shegu off, that will mean that uh, Putin agrees that something actually went wrong. And uh, he will never admit it. I mean, never. Now, we saw an interview on Friday. It was on Sky Television with a journalist, a former journalist, Marina Ovskayanakova. She was the woman who came onto the set of the state news while the news bulletin was being read, and she held up a protest saying the war is wrong and all of that. She has left Russia now, but she gave an interview, and she said, suggested in this interview, that the older people in Russia support Putin and what's happening, the younger people not so much. Does that sound right to you? Um, that definitely sounds right to me. Um, I wouldn't give too much credit to uh, Avsenko. Yes. But, well, anyway, uh, she used to work uh, as a journalist uh, on main Russian propaganda channel That's right. uh, for, for years. Uh, I mean, it didn't start on February last year. Yes. It started uh, much earlier. It's, it started actually in 2014. And uh, what has she been doing like uh, yes. since that? This is the question I would leave without an answer. Yes. But uh, definitely the main support for the uh, war comes from, from, the, from, from the elder people. And uh, I'm convinced that uh, they live not in Moscow, not in St. Peter, not in big, huge cities, actually. Uh, it's mainly from rural countryside Russia. Yes. Yes. And uh, they still remember Soviet Union and they still have that sense, you know, that it was better back then. Times. Yes. And uh, we could live richer we could be more successful if uh, the Soviet Union wouldn't collapse. And uh, I would like to remind uh, you and your listeners that uh, basically Vladimir Putin thinks that uh, the biggest uh, catastrophe yes. of the 20th century was the, well, it wasn't World War II. It uh, wasn't um, the revolution of 1917. It wasn't um, Holocaust. It was the fall of um, Soviet Union. Yes, and we know that about them. Yes, this is the thing they they actually regret, and this is, and this is the main aim of this war. They never say about it, 
but uh, they want uh, to rebuild Soviet Union. They want to uh, rebuild empire, and uh, they want to go back uh, to communism and totalitarianism, uh, which which is uh, truly truly the, the 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 main aim of this war. Yes, and you're in Lithuania, Dmitry, oh, yeah. and yeah. obviously they're conscious. Are the people in Lithuania, in Poland, Moldova, which is a small country, are the people in the free countries that are formerly part of the Soviet Union, Poland in particular, they seem to be very, very hostile to Putin. But are the people in the former Soviet states, are they very conscious of this fact that you have told us about it. and others have said, I know for a fact that he regards the breakup of the Soviet Union as the greatest disaster in his lifetime. Uh, very much. Uh, the thing is that uh, I've uh, recently, I think, run into um, Euro uh, street artwork uh, saying um, communism equals Russian. Russian, like Russia, Russian, fascism, you know, you, yes. know, you, you get the term, yeah. And uh, the mm, very common thought that I uh, witness here in Lithuania uh, can be described in one phrase. We told you. Yes. We told you it's going to be like this. Yes. And basically, Lithuania is uh, the first country that gained... Uh, Independence from Soviet Union, and uh, people of Lithuania, they know, they do know about um, <clears throat> regime of communism and regime yes. of uh, uh, of the government, which is run by the KGB guy. Um, I live uh, in the center of the city. Uh, there is a beautiful street, uh, Gedimina Prospect. It's it's amazing. It's uh, like uh, Champs Elysees. In yes, Paris. yes. It's a very beautiful, uh, like high street in the center of the city with the fancy shops, trees, and you know. You know. Um, and uh, there is a huge building which was previously a KGB office. Yes. The Swinian KGB. And uh, now this is a museum of Soviet occupation. Yes. Uh, they preserved it very well. There are still uh, cells in this prison with naturally mm, holes from the bullets in it. Yes. And uh, you can go there anytime and uh, see the conditions where people were prisoned and uh, where they were executed. And uh, this is a huge experience for everybody who, who speaks Russian language, actually. And who knows Russian? Of course. And uh, there is a Lubyanka Square in Russian, where yes. the KGB building is still there. And um, I think you won't be surprised to find out that uh, uh, in that building, there is no more KGB, but there is FSB, Federal yes. Security Bureau, whatever. Uh, and unfortunately, my country did not assess in the right way all the murders and uh, and the um, scope of tragedy and that um, Soviet era has given us. So yes. this is why we we also have this war, and this is why we also have the former KGB agent 
in the head of my country, in the head of my people. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The spring offensive that the Ukrainians are preparing, how important to the war is it that that offensive, which is now fortified with weapons, tanks, and indeed missiles that the British gave them and other European countries, and of course the Americans, how important for you and for your people is it that this spring offensive shows some victories for Ukraine? It's extremely important, but uh, the success uh, of this offensive operation does mean the victory in the war. And uh, everybody understands it. It will be um, a crucial moment for the war. Uh, it will be very important, extremely important. It's hard to underestimate it. Uh, and uh, people in Russia, I, with, with whom I spoke, who still live in uh, Moscow and uh, who do not support the war, uh, they really worry about it, but they, do, they don't get enough information about it. And this is why they are kind of obsessed and uh, afraid of it. Um, on the weekend, there were, there were news that two helicopters and uh, two fighter jets were taken down in southern Russian region of uh, Bryansk. Uh, so, basically, that were Russian um, aircrafts that were taken down. Uh, but people were reading that news, and they did not understand. They were like uh, trying to find out more information because they didn't know whether they were Ukrainian or, or Russian because uh, they thought it might be Ukrainians. 
flying um, in inside Russia. Yes, and uh, this they actually thought that it might be the beginning of the offensive operation. Uh, it wasn't like that. That were like uh, Russian uh, helicopters and Russian jets taken up by by Ukrainians. Uh, but um, yes, this is this is very important. And uh, let me um, st- uh, let me uh, make it very clear. President Zelensky went to Europe these days. Yes. Um, and um, actually, I believe it's days or weeks before the separation that we're talking about. And I'm almost sure that uh, he has uh, very strong reasons to leave Ukraine at this moment and to go to to Great Britain, to Germany, to other countries and to hold talks there. This is very important, and uh, I think that he's still looking for uh, for jets. Yes, he is, and uh, he's looking very much. Uh, he's looking forward uh, for the um, NATO summit, which will take place in um, early July this year in Vilnius, basically in yes. Lithuania, and uh, this is crucial for Ukraine because uh, they want to become members of NATO, and uh, Vilnius will show the uh, path for Ukraine. Because if they will be a member of NATO, that will help them a lot. If not, it's it's actually it's totally okay. But uh, Ukraine will become something like Israel. I mean, the uh, pretty much uh, big sum of their budget uh, will go on defense. Let me ask you about the length of this war from where we are now, if in 12 months' time we are still where we are with this conflict, is time Putin's friend or is time Putin's enemy? Even, uh, frankly speaking, I try to avoid uh, any questions uh, concerning time. Okay. But (laughs) I think uh, at this stage... uh, Time still plays uh, on uh, Putin's side, but it won't uh, happen for a long time Uh, because um, at this at this stage at this moment, I don't see. uh, I I cannot explain myself who are the people who still support the special military operation. I don't think that um, there is a big support of it in Russia. Definitely, people are tired about of the war. They are not tired of the sanctions, but they are tired, I mean, uh, psychologically. Yes. They are tired from the mm, from the media covering war. They are tired of uh, endless political experts on their screens yes. promising or analyzing something. Because, uh, well, you cannot always say that uh, this is right when... When, when it's work. I mean, you can do it for, for yes. some time, but it cannot last long. The circles that Putin has around him, there is an inner circle and then an outer circle and then finally the third circle, the wider one, is I we understand it consists of oligarchs who have supported Putin. Is that your understanding and is it possible or at what point will it be possible for those people who have 
the power and the knowledge of where Putin is. Is he in danger? At what point is he in danger in your view, Dmitry? And I don't want you to give me an answer that puts you mm-hmm. in, in any jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So I'm reluctant to ask the question, but I, I feel obliged to ask it because it does yep. seem to be a possibility. Um, his All of his circles have uh, to see that uh, there is another way, that there is another option. Yes. Because now they do not see any alternative. They do not see any exit from the situation. It's um, it's actually the psychology of any criminal gang. Uh, because, um, okay, for instance, like, let's imagine that uh, Putin uh, is a thug, that he's the head of gang gangster. Yes. Okay? And uh, all his circles are uh, his gang. And uh, they they've all committed some sort of a crime. Yes, um, they have um, done different things for this crime. Some of them are very bad and very uh, violent people who actually like kill the person. Yes, other people were just uh, standing nearby and uh, watching uh, that the policeman wouldn't come or that the neighbors would be quiet. Another, like, third circle. Mm, okay, for instance, mm, they were just presented at the meeting and uh, they said, okay, we won't tell the police, but we know about it. Yes. But none of these people um, have an option. None of them are uh, are welcomed at the police office, for instance, for saying that, okay, we know that. We are aware and we are here to give you more details about him. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for, for this uh, comparison. No, no, it's, it's, it, it's a, it sounds very... Legit, I mean, isn't it? He, well, he, he, he is charged with war crimes in The Hague. Yeah. And we know that he has, you know, a, a lot of money that he didn't earn. Mm-hmm. So we know those things about him. And this is the final... Question I've got to ask you, Dimitri, you're a young man, your generation, you've had the courage to leave. It's very difficult. Is it very dangerous to be in Lithuania? Do you feel under threat because you're speaking freely? Mm, not at all. Not at all. I, I would like to add actually one, one more thing about uh, your previous question, and then I'll yes. go back to, to your final question. Uh, for instance, there is Roman Abramovich. Yes. I'm aware that uh, you and your listeners know Chelsea. who's that guy. <laughs> yes. Chelsea, yeah, and uh, many other successful businesses. Yes. Um, this guy is also known for being a um, um, wallet of uh, Vladimir Putin. Yes. Uh, can we say that that um, uh, Roman Abramovich killed people? No, no, definitely not. Yes. Um, can we say that he's supportive to Putin? Yes. Can we say that uh, Putin is dependent on uh, on his money? Uh, yes, of course. So he's quite important. But um, what West? Well, I mean, collective West. Sorry about this. Yes. Um, can can tell to to him what what. I mean, what uh, what are the options they could give to him? None. 
nothing. Yes. Like, nothing at all. And I think this is a big problem, unfortunately. This is a big problem. Because uh, mm, some Western countries think that uh, there are Russian tycoons that are close to Putin, and it's um, they treat all of them in a very similar way. But uh, this is a problem. If uh, if West could uh, give something to, Rom- to to Abramovich instead of uh, like his role in Putin's crew, yes, I think that would be very very useful. Um, going back to your to your question about um, me being in Lithuania, I don't think I'm uh, I'm brave. I think uh, the bravest people are still in Russia, um, and uh, they have they do have courage. I mean, I'm talking about that people who oppose the war, yes. who don't agree with Vladimir Putin, and uh, who actually are riding Russian on the ground every day and are um, basically listening to the news in their headphones. And they are not reading it anymore on their screens. Right. Because uh, there were cases uh, when, there, when other commuters uh, just took a glimpse at the, at the at somebody's uh, iPhone gadget or whatever and told the police and police rushed into the train and took that person reading like news about Ukraine from Ukrainian perspective and gave him like weeks yes. of um, prison uh, but me being in Lithuania no I don't I, f- I feel very safe I'm very grateful to to Europe to, to Lithuanian people and government for um, giving me a um, new home. And uh, this is very important. And all the other, actually, countries, there are there is a number of them where, uh, which are still, which, which still welcome um, my compatriots. Uh, this is great. And I think that uh, after the regime falls, uh, we'll never forget it. And we'll find a way to say thanks. Okay, Dmitry, we're very grateful to you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Dmitry Alovsky is a very brave young man. He's chief editor for the YouTube channel Kordakovsky.live. He was, before that, deputy editor-in-chief for TV Rain, which, like all independent media in Russia, was closed down effectively when this conflict began. We're grateful to Dmitry, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.